At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It is our number three of Beeson's Primetime Action. Glad you could stick around with us tonight. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin live from the South Point Hotel Casino here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, if you're new to the show, we not only talk sports, but uh, we really do it all through the prism of betting. Our mission here is to make money. We are unabashed about that. Hopefully we do it, though, in a way that uh, lets you know that we're not nuts. We try to do it as cerebrally as possible, whether it's pre-flop bets, whether it's in-game bets, and to help those who are new to betting understand why it is we do what we do, and hopefully we'll make your entree into betting that much more fun and ultimately profitable. Uh, with that said, we'll probably update all the baseball scores. We don't have any bets on baseball, but in case you might be interested, here are the current lines from Kelly. Yeah, we got uh, Cardinals up on the Reds, 3-1 to one in the bottom of the eighth. Cardinals minus 400 live if you wanted to hop in. Reds plus 300 and 5.5 and the total. Phillies lead the Nationals 6-3 to three in the top of the fifth inning. Phillies minus 800 live. Nationals plus 525 and 13.5. Is your live total in that game? Blue Jays up on the Orioles now, so that uh, that live price we saw earlier, fair four to two, top of the seventh. <laughs> Blue Jays minus thirteen hundred now. The Orioles down two runs plus seven fifty. Eight and a half is the. Uh, We're line. showing minus twenty eight hundred on the screen right there. Well, maybe, maybe yeah, maybe even more. Yeah. What do you mean more now? Uh, Rays up on the Red Sox three to one, bottom of the fifth. 
Rays around minus 650 live. Red Sox plus 457.5 the total. And Rockies and Rangers in that exciting one. Scoreless, top of the fourth. Uh, Rockies minus 145. Rangers plus 115 and 5.5 total. All right. Baseball. Uh, and, and we should probably tell folks who are tuning in, like, hey, you guys haven't been betting a lot. You guys have not been betting baseball nearly as much as you did last year. Uh, I would expect our baseball betting to pick up greatly in the postseason. Is that fair? Yeah, it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll pick up whenever we have a very clear picture of what everyone's playing for mm-hmm. and what everyone's intentions are and things like that as to where right now there's some very clear games and teams and stuff, but really it's uh, a lot of it's up in the air. Yeah, and, and listen, we're, we are we've we've worked some vacation time into the summer. Gilly, I'm sure you spent a ton of time prepping for the U.S. Open because you're a big time be- tennis better. Matt's poured a ton of time prepping for the NFL, along with the golf that we've been looking at. So, just you know, that's kind of how it works on the, we- the yearly calendar. So one of the, one of the biggest things we can impart is sort of like the, the sports that we all grew up loving the most. Uh, football is king. Let's be let's be clear about that. Uh, not always. The most profitable thing, Matt, I know you love betting the NFL. It's been very successful for you over the years. Uh, but for many who just loving something doesn't mean it's the best betting vehicle. And that's uh, why we bet golf. It's why we bet tennis. Not that we don't love those sports, but oftentimes that's the most profitable. Um, but college football is an interesting animal. You do not bet nearly as much college football as you do pro. No. Well, I used to. I don't. I didn't last year because I didn't do any like reading into it or whatever. I'll do a... I'll do a decent more college uh, betting this year than I did than I did last year, which was pretty much none. But um, but yeah, I mean it is. It's just a. It, that's why we have college football experts, right? Because I mean mm-hmm. these guys like it, it, there's so many teams and the players are coming and turnover, going and, yeah. and whatever and the turnover and stuff and like you you really do have to kind of live and breathe that almost all year round in order to have a full full grasp on it. That's why you know look I I know the SEC really well. I mean I. I and that's not really the sharpest way to go about betting college football because that's, those are the games everyone's betting on, and those are the those are the lines that tend to get hammered the most. But I mean, I, I I like to bet in the things that I know the best, right? Like, and so it's just it's hard for me with college football with all. I mean, man, all those teams. Well, this is the, the main point I want to make. We're going to bring P- Pete Futak in here from College Football News momentarily. But if we harken back to this this last Saturday, which was affectionately referred to as Week Zero in college football, because it's not the full slate of college football, which we'll get in. In earnest, topped by that Clemson-Georgia matchup this Saturday, uh, the biggest interconference game, at least on paper, this year in college football. But it was just a quick reminder that um, some coaches are not reliable. That's the first thing. We can talk about Scott Frost and Brett Bielema with Pete momentarily. Um, but more than that, from a betting standpoint, that oftentimes you don't have to bet any of these pre-flop. Really quickly in college football, unlike pro football, these teams will let you know Within five minutes or a few possessions, oh, this is going to be a long day for Team X, or there's going to be no defense by either team, that kind of thing. Uh, and I think that was really the lesson for me from a betting standpoint of Week Zero. It is Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. It's Veasan's primetime action on a Monday night from the South Point. Let's bring him in without further ado from CollegeFootballNews.com. The aforementioned Mr. Peter Futek. How you doing, Pete? I'm doing just fine. How are you doing today? I'm good. Do you agree with that sort of topic sentence, which is, and let's just take some examples from last weekend. Fresno State beats UConn 45 to nothing, uh, 27 and a half point favorites. 
UCLA rolls Hawaii 44 to 10. Uh, UTEP beats New Mexico State 30 to 3. San Jose State over Southern Utah 45 to 14. On and on. I, I guess what I'm getting at is in-game opportunities in college football reveal themselves very quickly in a way that is not revealed on the pro level. Would you agree with that? To a point, and then I would go the other way. I think we talked about this last year, and it was one of my things about the Nebraska-Illinois game, is that it's easy to forget that these games are so freaking long. <laughs> I mean, the, after the game was supposed to start uh, at, what, 1 o'clock Eastern time, they got to halftime, and it just were midway through their halftime thing by by 3.20-ish. Mm-hmm. So you're talking two hours and 20 minutes from when it was supposed to be kickoff until halftime, and then halftime's over. That was a four-hour thing in 80-something degree champagne heat. And so you can kind of see it. And so I would think I'm with you to a point where you can kind of see it. Sometimes, like uh, I, we talked about this last year, I believe it was BYU Navy. Yes. Where you just knew That's right. right out of the gate that, uh-oh, Navy doesn't know how to tackle. And that was over with. Whereas Nebraska-Illinois, I like as soon as there was 18 minutes left, I, I tweeted this out and was like, you know what? There's still a lot of time left. And with these college games take for forever. So I actually think just wait it out because these teams get sleepy, especially early on. Pete, do you think people are just looking at box scores and betting here because UCLA wins 44 to 10? If you watched that game, Dorian Thompson Robinson was borderline atrocious, missed likes and so many open passes, so many touchdown passes, was incredibly inefficient. But you play a team that you should roll, and they did roll and win by 34 points. And now we look heading into this week, and this line has fallen now. LSU was a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Then they were a four-point favorite. It is down to three right now at DraftKings, like because they beat Hawaii 44 to 10. I mean, what's going on here, and do you agree with this movement at all? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I, I see how that goes. And I, I agree with it only because, think of it this way, they won 44-10 to 10 against a good Hawaii team that's probably going to go bowling, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson, like you said, was awful. So, like, that's what Week Zero is for. I have said for a million years, if I when, not if, I become the czar of college football, <laughs> Week Zero for me is a mandated FBS versus FCS game at the home side of the FCS team where you get to work the kinks out. You get that game where you do have a bad game from Dorian Thompson Robinson. The timing isn't down quite yet. Nebraska sure as shoot looked like it could have used a game against Central Cupcake State before dealing with Illinois. You know, you just you're you don't have the preseason like you have in the NFL, and it's the right move to get out and have one of those games. So the two ways to look at that is that yeah, okay, UCLA didn't look all that perfect, but yet if they put their foot on the gas, they put 60 on that Hawaii team. And, you know, maybe that's something to be said that they got the kinks worked out. LSU didn't. Uh, just briefly about Illinois, Nebraska, because I sort of, we, we, we did a blow by blow of this earlier this morning. And it's just, it was here, you know, uh, Brett Bielema with the, with the first gaffe, I thought, when they were pinning Nebraska down deep in their own territory, they were up two to nothing. It looked like they could just sort of win it that way. And then they decided, oh, we'll kick a 55 yard field goal. It's, it's not a turnover in your box score when a 55 yard field goal is missed, but it ought to be. Uh, and uh, Nebraska, sure enough, took a lead. They had an interception that was nullified by a phantom uh, roughing the passer penalty. It was exacerbated by a, a taunting call. Anyway, long story short, it was basically Brett Bielema 
saying, here you go, Nebraska, take this game. And Scott Frost was like, hold my beer the rest of the day. And so I just I sort of say to you, for all the ones, you're right, for all the ones that do reveal themselves in-game-wise, then you have situations where you just can't trust certain teams. And these are these. this is the first you know appearance of the Big Ten this year. The gap between Ohio State and everybody else wider than ever before. I obviously know there's there's other teams besides these two, but would you say that's the case? What you didn't like the bend, but also break defense from Illinois there at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, of course Ohio State is more talented than anybody else. Here's the X factor that I think I wrote about this today that uh, really showed itself. Illinois has 22 super seniors. So if you look across the board, who are the teams that have all the guys coming back, all the grown-ass men who are, you know, back because they don't want to go in the real world and get jobs and they want to hang around and live the college life for another year? You know, USC, Ole Miss, uh, like a slew of MAC teams. That's going to be the interesting part about week one, and I, we'll talk about this uh, after the fact. But watch out for the MAC because you have seven teams, like, again, that have double-digit super Super seniors and eight Sun Belt teams that have double-digit super seniors doesn't mean they're all stars. It doesn't mean they're going to play. But look at the Illinois team where they kept coming with the pressure because they had a rotation of these old mature guys who kept coming in and Nebraska couldn't block them. So as this season goes on, I think that's going to be part of this equation. And then the teams that don't necessarily have the super seniors, Alabama. Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State. They've got more talent. They don't have, they, but you're talking 18, 19, 20-year-old talent as opposed to 21, 22, 23-year-old uh, guys who just can be thrown in the mix. Pete, I want to skip ahead to, to Friday here because this was a team that we talked to you about that you said that is, is pretty interesting to you in North Carolina. And they open up the season only as five-and-a-half-point favorites over Virginia Tech here. We've talked to a couple other people in the program that think North Carolina has what it takes to really, you know, put together one of those, you know, if a team were to have a magical season, that it could be this North Carolina team. Uh, when you kind of take a look and break this game down, is that five-and-a-half a little short, or you think that's about right? I drive Gil with this absolutely crazy with this over the years. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to know, eh. I, yeah, there's just there's too much there's nothing there that screams one way or the other there's nothing that says you know North Carolina is better. They, they're replacing a whole lot of parts from that offense of last year uh, but they reloaded a little bit with Ty Chandler and, and running back we'll see how that works Virginia Tech probably underappreciated because they get a whole lot of guys back in, the, in on defense and uh, but they don't have the star power that North Carolina has uh, I kind of like just because you're getting more out of it I would take Virginia Tech with that but this is one of those you know there like you said there's 90 games this weekend you don't have to bet them all this is one that's could that's too dicey I would stay away from it what do you like what's your favorite bet this weekend I told you I do not like UMass uh <laughs> I I I look. I'm done with the U. The U. I actually thought UConn was going to score against Fresno State, and they came up with 107 yards of offense, whether they needed it or not. Uh, I think UMass is just going to get absolutely drilled this week. Uh, and you know me as a Power Five snob. What's Charlotte at uh, against Duke? I, Duke, I think, is just going to come out and just rip them to shreds. And again, I think when I did the uh, the first look at this, I thought the final score was going to be something like 36 to 17 or 36 to 20. And as I looked at it, it was like Duke minus four and a half. Uh, that turned out to be one of those that I just absolutely loved as well. Pete, let's start talking about some of these marquee games that everyone's going to be watching, Alabama and Miami being one of those games. Bama, 18 and a half point favorites as we sit right now, a total of 61. We 
know that Alabama is going to be replacing a ton of players. They sent a bunch of people to the NFL. We also know that they are a top five, top three recruiting class every single year. So it will be five-star player X, four-star player Y that's going to be stepping into all these positions. Miami plus 18 and a half here. Do you feel like they keep this thing within three touchdowns? You asked, you said before about the box, do people look at box scores and just think, oh, wow, look at UCLA, 44 to 10, and then they start banging on that. I think people look at Alabama and think, okay, it's Alabama, so they're going to win. But, oh, right, they did lose all those guys on offense. And I actually think the 18 or now 19, as you're showing on the board, might be a little light. I mean, because their defense, which may not have household names, but their linebacking core is as good as their receiving core was last year. Their defensive front is devastating. They've gone through a couple years of a little bit of, of reload at those positions. It kind of gets lost, but two years ago, linebacker was a problem. And now you've got these guys who come back and are experienced veterans. Um, I don't think Miami does much of anything. And you're telling me that Nick Saban and that group had a whole month to prepare for Derek King. Uh, I don't think Miami does much. I am more than happy to take Alabama and, the, and give away the points on that. Pete, to answer your question from before, Duke is a six-and-a-half-point favorite against Charlotte. Yeah. That's a, that should be ten and a half. That's again. I'm a power five snob, so take a point off for that. But uh, I just the, Charlotte's all right. They're a fine group. I like their coach. Uh, but Duke, as long as they don't turn the ball over 19 times like they did every game last year, I, I think they cover that six with no problem. All right. Pitt is laying 38 against UMass just to. Uh, that's that's like that's like 52 to nothing. I mean, <laughs> if UMass scores. It's all about Pitt. If you think Pitt's going to be nice and score 34 and just stop, then you're done. I, it, UMass will be lucky to get a touchdown. Okay, Clemson, Georgia, the biggest matchup of the weekend and the biggest interconference game on paper in college football this season. Clemson down, down now to about a three-point favorite. This was uh, this was more during the offseason, but Clemson by a field goal now. Georgia definitely has some personnel issues. Where do you fall on this? Georgia, uh, only because you're giving me the points on this. I just their defense is still going to be fantastic. I, 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 I'm not buying that the D is going to slip at all. Certainly, the offense has uh, guys who are going to be missing from this. But JT Daniels is an NFL caliber quarterback. Clemson's awesome. I mean, Clemson's just a fantastic team. And again, I know this is the sexy game, so we all have to do it. But this is another one of those games that could absolutely coin flip either way. I am probably picking Georgia with the spread again, just because you're giving me points on it. If it was uh, uh, Georgia minus three, I'd take Clemson in this. It's just that dead even of a game. I I don't think it's going to be a shootout at all. I think it's going to be close, low scoring, a uh, bit of a fight. And, uh, again, Georgia's really that good. To, and you're giving them points. Okay, I'll take JT Daniels in that group. So, Pete, if, if you're looking at this game, and this is two teams that are going to be right there when it comes to the playoff at the end of the year, are you comfortable then with whichever team loses here? You are going to get better odds then for them to win the national championship than at that point, be it Georgia, be it Clemson. Does that trigger a bet on either one of the teams? You don't really care who wins or loses here. You just, sure. you're just, you'll just take a, you'll just take a shot on the guy that loses. Yeah. You know, it, it obviously depends on what the loss is. If we're talking like it's a 38 to three wipeout that changes 
changes everything. But if it's – I'm hoping the college football playoff committee who are, are so locked into the concept of uh, if you lose two games, you're pretty much out of this thing, and they get away from the idea of the four best team theory, where if this is a dogfight till the end and it's a late field goal or something, I don't think you punish the loser in any way, at least as the season goes on, depending – assuming that the loser goes on and rocks the rest of the way. Uh, certainly if it's Clemson, if you look at the rest of Clemson's schedule, it's going to be double-digit favorites the rest of the way. Uh, no Notre Dame this year, a bunch of layup games. Uh, they're going to just ride through it. And Georgia's schedule isn't that bad either. You know, they got they do have the Florida game. Uh, obviously, this is the big one. And I think they get one other game. I'm completely blanking on who it is. But they get one bad boy from the West. But it's actually overall not that bad of a schedule. So either way, the loser of this, as long as it's close, yeah, you know, just keep them in the fight for the college football playoff. Pete, uh, I know you've answered this question before, but I'm not sure you have for the MSG Plus audience. Where does your Heisman bet go? So I've always said the field. I mean, you think about Devontae Smith last year, Joe Burrow the year before, even Kyler Murray before that. You're, you're not crazy on any of these picks. And to go to the, the, the opening game, if one of these quarterback quarterbacks rock, if it's Uyunga Lale or if it's JT Daniels, and one of those guys goes off and they win, he's the, he's the favorite right out of the gate. Look, you know, JT Daniels is, you know, just considering they didn't really use Justin Fields, uh, he's the best quarterback that Kirby Smart's had. Uh, Uyunga Lale's, he's the number two pick. He's a New York Jet right now if he was able to come out this year. You know, so the quarterback, these two are just that good. Spencer Rattler's certainly going to be there, but my, my deep, deep sleeper in all this is watch out for Emory Jones at Florida. He's not going to be Kyle Trask throwing it, uh, but he certainly is uh, an all-around talent. And Dan Mullen's quarterbacks are always, always uh, producing big numbers, and that's one of those sneaky teams that I think might be undervalued a little bit because everyone loves Georgia, everyone loves other you know parts of the SEC, but if Emory Jones goes off and Florida beats Georgia this year, then he's going to be right in the mix for this thing. Pete Futak, everybody. Pete, we'll do this all over again in the morning, although I'll try to ask different questions. How about that? I'll take the same question. Just recycle him. He's got the good answers already. Yeah, he's got the good answers In fact, we'll just put this out there. (laughs) I won't even show up for the segment. Pete Futak, everybody, from collegefootballnews.com. Thank you, Peter. Have a good night, guys. Pete Futak. Good connection from Pete today from his – palatial estate somewhere in the heart. I think the, I think the lighting was a little bit very little, nice. little bit better. And you know, since we are talking college football, we know that uh, the people down in Baton Rouge are big big college football fans. We were on de- we're on down there and we are definitely thinking of all you guys down there for sure because it has been a a rough couple of days. And you have family there. Is everybody okay uh, of your amongst your loved ones? So far so good. Um you know, power still power still hard to come by. Cell phone service is in and out and spotty and things like that for people, but uh, you know, all, all in all as good as could be expected, but that's not the case for everybody. So definitely thinking of, of everybody down there. Absolutely. Um, Good to mention that and hope that everybody is okay. Uh, Obviously what we do here, not nearly as important as everybody's uh, health and safety. So if we can provide any sort of, uh, some uh, respite from that, then we have done our job here. Uh, Coming up, we will update all the baseball scores. We'll actually preview some of the late games as well because we have a few uh, and some good matchups coming up in baseball. Uh, My tennis bet, uh, Pironkova loses the first set, Mm 6-2. She didn't really show up for that. Down a break in the second set. Now, we had a match earlier today on Magda Lynette, who was a big dog, who was up a set and a break. Didn't get there with that, so I'm hoping the opposite happens here. Plus 335 dog on Svetana Peronkova. I'll take your word for it. Okay. What's her name? What's her name?
That's her name. Naomi Osaka uh, on serve here in her match early uh, from Flushing Meadows, the first night, first day and night of the U.S. Open. Uh, Lloyd Harris, my play on the men's side, as we mentioned, tomorrow, plus 167. We'll come back. We'll update all the scores in baseball. Preview tonight's games. This is prime time action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pieces primetime action continues from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Uh, can we revisit the Deshaun Watson thing one more time? Because I don't sure. think we fleshed that out for a second. Um, you would think that the National Football League, Kelly said this before, you would think the NFL would do something here, one way or the other. The the sort of brief history of this is that they, you know, Roger Goodell gave Ezekiel Elliott a six-game suspension when there were affidavits that actually stated that what was alleged didn't happen, but it was very much an overreaction to the way that the NFL handled both the Ray Rice and Josh Brown cases. Domestic violence was a huge, huge, uh, you know, blemish on the NFL's disciplinary record. Now we are some years removed from this, and the NFL has carte blanche to do whatever they want, suspension-wise, with Deshaun Watson, no matter how it is adjudicated off the field. I am... I would be amazed if the NFL didn't do anything, but yet they're not doing one way or they're, they're not, they're not taking a position here either way. And so Houston is just sort of stashing him on the bench. They won't play him. He's collecting his paycheck, as you said, and it is just the most odd thing in the world. I guess the one thing that kind of like died out in this whole conversation, Gil, was that like we, we were talking about just the legal aspect of everything, but I guess this is this whole trade trade demand is still on the table. Like, right. like, despite the fact that he's got all this other stuff going on, he's like, oh, and by the way, you're going to trade me. Like, it's like, oh, really? Like, I didn't, I thought maybe you might back off on that a little bit, but yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess not. And the rumors are what, like three firsts and two seconds won't get it done. Um, three. I, I think the last thing I read is that they're asking for three firsts and two seconds. So maybe it got down to that point. Cause you're right before it was, Three first two seconds and what a couple quality starters. <laughs> Man. No team is paying that. That's just I, they put that out there just to see what someone may or may not come back with, but like no no team is paying. But then, remember the story was it like three weeks ago where they were like so insulted by the offers they were getting they weren't picking up the phone anymore? Which like that's that's always comedic when you're trying to trade someone. It's like, okay, I'm not even gonna listen to what you have to say. I am fairly convinced. There will be some sort of suspension. I have, by the way, I have no idea if this is going to happen. This is just a gut, gut feeling that there will be some sort of suspension, and that Deshaun Watson will appear somewhere via trade midseason. That is my best guess, but it I is only no, a guess. I have no idea what to think at this point because I feel like it's already so past the deadline of when, like, like you said, like when the NFL should have done something. You know, yeah. like I don't. I don't know, like, how you continue right now. And, I, I mean, I guess right now I would have to agree with you. Like, he has to start off on the Texans, and then maybe a team gets desperate enough to pull the trigger midseason if they're in the playoff hunt. And I would love to see the contingencies down, in that deal because, like, yeah. you get him and then, like, you he 
never plays a snap for you know like uh, never yeah, plays I mean, it down for you I get, only if you have more clarity i guess on yeah. his off the field situation could you do that but that's like there's so many what ifs in this conversation it's like unbelievable the, the, that's what i was getting at. The, it's so murky at this point that there is no bet to be made right oh, no, in the no, off season no. people were betting the broncos at one point thinking deshaun watson was going there then they were betting the broncos because they thought aaron Rodgers was going there but there's no. There's going to be some people who pull the trigger on a Miami Dolphins bet here in the last few days because there was speculation that the Dolphins are now the front runner. But like, I can't for all the reasons we stated earlier. I can't recommend that. Well, in, in I mean, the heck with the speculation. Even if it happens, like you're not like I don't think you're running to the window to get a correct bet, right. Like like we yeah. normally would, and we did when you know Matt did excellent mm. excellently when Stafford went to the Rams like right away. Like yeah, you do that, but you still have no idea what's going to happen with him for during the season. I wouldn't be rushing to make a bet. I mean, really, the only bets you can make based off of this is anti Texans bets. And th- those numbers have already plummeted so low, they're hard to make. I can't have any more of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm already, I'm already as anti-Texan as it comes. <laughs> Matt's so. loaded up on yeah. those already. Do you like your Texans bets? Uh, the best of the all of, the, oh, all of them. Easy. easy. Not even a, not even a. Especially after reading this. I mean, like, especially after reading this. I I was a l- mildly nervous that they'd at least get. Four to six games. Did they, did they so. say he's suiting up for all the games? Did they no, no, use no, that they, terminology? No, they said he would, he right? would be, be on the on the fifty three man roster and then be a healthy scratch essentially every week. A healthy scratch every week. So he gets paid, right? That's basically yeah. what it is. So you're getting paid, but you're not. You, there's no possibility. And I assume what that does is that keeps a grievance from getting filed against them from the players right. union and all that because if he they if they tried to not pay him then all things get crazy and yeah. all that so and again just the disclaimer for those who are yes. tuning in um we are not in any way endorsing anything if Deshaun Watson did what is alleged then obviously uh yes. we uh, we will we will take that beyond football matters but until anything is decided in any way we tend to look at things through the lens of sports and sports betting uh but we do not have a stake otherwise in this just to be clear, we'll come back. We'll preview tonight's remaining Major League Baseball games. It's VEASAN's primetime action. The NFL regular season still 10 days away. It is the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. Only $19.99. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Only $19.99 available now. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, <clears throat> pardon me, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player, <clears throat> player awards. It's that emotional. Sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That is VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Kelly, give me a loser video. Pironkova goes down easy. That was the worst bet of the day, and that was my favorite bet of the day. So after a uh, 14-3-1 run heading into the U.S. Open, a 2-3 today for a loss of a unit. And that is me falling on a stack of cups. <laughs> we got a few first pitches coming if you guys want to get in. Corey Kluber, as you mentioned, Gil, a little bit earlier on the hill for the Yankees against Mike Myers for the Angels. Minus 200 on Kluber and the Yankees. We have a 940 Eastern as well. Padres with Chris Paddock coming off the I.L., taking the mound for them. Tyler Gilbert on the hill for the Diamondbacks. Um, Paddock and the Padres, minus 190. You can get plus 160 
on Gilbert and the Diamondbacks. If you want to go that route, we have a 945 first pitch. Corbin Burns and the Brewers. Jose Alvarez and the Giants. Burns and the Brewers. Minus 145 favorites there. We've got that 10-10 Eastern Braves-Dodgers game. Drew Smiley, Julio Urias, and that is up to minus 220 now on the Dodgers. Plus 180 if you would like Smiley and the Braves in the last 10-10, 7-10 Astros and Mariners, Luis Garcia, Chris Flexen, Garcia and the Astros. Minus 160 favorites, plus 140 on Flexen and the Mariners if you want to go that route. Yeah. People make a big deal of the fact that Chris Flexen is like one of the biggest return on investment starting pitchers this year in baseball, which is the bizarro exercise. If you bet the Mariners every single time Chris Flexen took the hill, whether as a dog or as a favorite, you end up with total money in pocket, right, at mm-hmm. this point in the season. His stats just don't back up anything about that. Just like completely random that he ended up being the guy that they ended up winning games on. There's nothing great about Chris Flexen, really, if you sort of peruse his fan graphs page. So uh, Astros, Mariners, big game, obviously, for the Mariners. All of these are. Uh, Atlanta, as you said, versus the Dodgers, the two division. Uh, or Atlanta leading the NL East. The Dodgers trying to catch the Giants in the NL West, but firmly entrenched in the playoff picture. Uh, Milwaukee, San Francisco, sneaky good game again. Burns at uh, at Alvarez, so all of those really good tonight. Um, and Yankees fans still holding out hope for the AL East. Would you bet the Yankees to win that division? I would not. Six. What is it? Six back? Is it exactly of the Rays? Let me check. Just uh, scoring at it's home here. Six back. You, you talk about like talk about. You, you say all the time Giants magic. I, there's there's legitimate Rays magic because that lineup. I mean, every single night they roll out a lineup where you just go. Certainly this. This team's not going to win tonight. Like, it's also, there's no way this team could win tonight. And like the Yankees are so stacked, it's, it's like, like ridiculous. How's this team yeah. going to win tonight? And then they just go and as they are up four to nothing, four to one right now with the bases loaded with an out, they just yeah. continue to win. Though the Red Sox do have the bases juiced here in the bottom of the sixth, should be pointed out. No, that's the Rays who have yeah. the bases juiced. Pardon me, the Rays have the bases juiced. So never mind. Uh, they were showing the bullpen there. Um, you're right. And the Rays, think about it again. They're three top pitchers. Snell ends up with the Padres. Terrible, based on what they were expecting. Uh, Glass now ends up with Tommy John. Morton ends up with, uh, you know, elsewhere as well. And that's, you know, what team can sort of take that? And they just and they just keep, and they just keep rolling, rolling out guys that just keep performing. And Vonder Franco was every bit the player they thought he was going to be. He's had a couple of bad games. There was like, see, this is why you don't rush rush guys up. He's hitting 275 now with six homers, reached base 29 straight games. Like, like By the way, do you think he could win American League Rookie of the Year? I don't think they'll give it to him because of the very limited action. But I mean, the guy is really, really good. His teammate, of course, is also yes. Randy Rosarena, who still qualifies for Rookie of the Year as well. So, uh, just. Again, a lot of awards. That was the thing we were saying today. A lot of awards in baseball are really difficult to bet on this year because of the pitching environment. The stats are muted this year. So, again, going back to the NL MVP, all of these guys are contending. Their Augusts are terrible compared to previous MVP Augusts. And so it makes figuring out who's going to ultimately win these awards that much more difficult and therefore more difficult to bet on. But the one thing is don't bet on Fernando Tatis Jr. Minus 275. He had a miserable August. Miserable. You got a a Rosarena right now, AL Rookie of the Year, is minus 150 over DraftKings, and Franco is 20 to 1. 
Franco 20 to 1. Is there anybody in between them? Oh, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, Dulles, Adoles Garcia plus yeah. 450. Luis Garcia plus 550. Andrew Vaughn 12 to 1. Ryan Mountcastle, what a great name. Oh, 15 to 1. Mountcastle. Mountcastle. Is that how you say his name? I believe so, yes. Yeah. 15 to 1. Uh, the, the You guys were just mentioning off air, too. There are markets of who will have the most home runs in Major League Baseball. And it was uh, fait accompli, French, that Shohei Otani was going to take this home. And now Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s within three? Within three. Man. Within three. Dallas Garcia within 12, by the way. <laughs> some of us may have a You'd ticket. Have to have a, some of us may have a ticket on a that. A very good September, <laughs> but it could happen. Some of us might have a 100 to 1 on mm. that. On For, the MVP front, so what if Vlad had two home runs tonight? So he's, he's at 14 to 1 behind Shohei, who's minus 3,500 still at DraftKings. I guess he's one of those things like we're. Shohei is definitely the favorite and should be the favorite in all this, but it's like there's still a month left. The, the whole reason was like, okay, hitting all these home runs, doing all this stuff like that, and then here comes Vlad. Like, I, I, it, it's over, but maybe it shouldn't be over. It's over. Which part? Which one is it? Shohei. I mean, that's, it's over. Shohei to win MVP. Yeah, but it's like maybe it shouldn't be over, over. <laughs> That's, That's scary. Why does it like come up here? Excellent analysis. It's like my one MLB futures bet all years. I got eleven to one on the on Shohei. Seriously, all my others are hurt. Like they all got injuries. <laughs> That's gonna scare me every night with Vlad Guerrero. Well, I mean, he just can, he can just... I at least get the MVP? Right. <laughs> I think we That's will. True. I, was it Vasgersian said if Shohei Otani stopped playing altogether, he'd still win MVP. That could be true. With thirty games left. What would have to happen for him not to win that? I mean, someone would have to just go ballistic down the stretch. Oh, and, I and think by, it can only be Vlad. And the stretch is narrowing very quickly, but he had two homers tonight, so that's a, that's a heck of a start for Vlad Guerrero Jr. Three homers back now in, uh, in that race. Again, all of these things bettable, at least most places, maybe not here in Nevada. But that's not your problem, is it? It's our problem. <laughs> Naomi Osaka in a bit of a dogfight, first set with uh, Marie Buskova on serve in the uh, in the first set. Osaka just four to three. ran a little. So since July first, Juan Soto, three twenty five batting average, four ninety five OBP, thirteen homers, fifty four walks. Yes, it's Bonds light with him in the walks as well. He's he's the best he's the best player in the NL to me. Yeah. 80 to 1 is where you can still get Juan Soto. We'll come back. Uh, oh, we have some business to take care of. One and done. we got to review that. Coronation for Kelly Bidlin and our, our draft. Let's review all of that. Golf next. Beeson's Primetime Action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Junie. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now is the perfect time to start planning your football contest strategy, and the VEASAN Pro Football Guide is the perfect way to start. Our VEASAN experts have won major football contests around Las Vegas. Our guide will give you insight on against the spread contests as well as survivor pools to give you a winning edge. Download the VEASAN NFL Guide today for only $19.99 or get VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, we got some golf business to take care of, some administrative work, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, is the conclusion of our one and done, the closest thing to a Survivor contest in golf. You're familiar with Survivor in the NFL. You pick one team. You don't get to pick that team for the rest of the season. No, no spreads, just to win. And you try to... Uh, get further than everybody else. Well, in golf, it's pick a golfer every tournament. Don't get to use that golfer again, and the scoring is done by the amount of money they make on a week-to-week basis. Well, Kelly Bidlin 
is not only your winner, but he ends up being your runaway winner. Uh, had a Siwoo Kim outright earlier in the year that staked into a big lead. And just for good measure, he closes out with a bang-bang on Justin Thomas and Bryson DeChambeau. We were kind of handcuffed anyway. We had to play it differently, Matt and I. But that's the dealio. Kelly, congratulations. You're the winner. Yeah, we got we got one outright, almost another outright, a yeah. few uh, second-place finishes. I'm going to use the money gun here, Matt. I don't even know if it still works. <laughs> hey, that's, there we go. It should There's be Matt's money buying me steak. I was going to say, it should just be a, a steak, steak gun. You should just be like <laughs> shooting out steaks or whatever. But, yes, it is. Uh, it will be me buying uh, buying these two fine gentlemen a, a very nice steak dinner here in, in Las Vegas for, for my pathetic performance in this in this little exercise. Where, I have did, a, where did it go wrong, man? Where did it go you know wrong? You know the funny – I, I – I'm not making an excuse. I'll tell you what it is. So I'm in these other survivor pools, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to play the same picks in this that I did in that in case I double went bad. So I like was basically emotional ahead. I was emotionally hedging on on this in in these these other survivor pools. Like I was trying not to play the same in the in the two, but. Um, look, I have a new strategy. I, I'm just going to play whoever I think I should play every week. And what we're also going to do is we are we're going to secret ballot every everyone this this next this next go round. Secret ballot. Yeah, you? we'll start in January and we'll secret ballot them every every week. Kelly does. Kelly is not the recipient of the secret. No, ballot no, no. Either. We'll send no. to yeah. whoever downstairs. Yeah, well, you're, you're feeling like that hamstrung you. No, I just think that there is. I think I got in his head a couple times, Gil. It's yeah, like there were times he where his pick. I, I did. Like I didn't yeah. want to play the same, and I whatever and all that. We're just going to secret ballot. If we end up on the same one, we end up on the same one. It is what it is. Okay, I agree. Yeah, I mean, hey, if we've. Uh, we did it for a whole year. I'm still impressed by the fact that no we did, matter where we were, yeah, no matter where we were, we got that done. It was impressive. Thanks we'll fire back up downstairs. in January again, and. And off we go. Also, I, I don't know the exact date, gentlemen, but we're about right on the one-year anniversary of this show beginning. So uh, We are almost for, at the one-year anniversary. Thanks for everybody sticking around with us, yeah. watching and listening to, through it. Appreciate it. It's been a, it's been a most fun show I've ever done in my career. Like, can't wait, can't oh, wait to keep sure. it going. It's a blast. For and, sure. and thank you to Danielle, Danielle Alvari. Who oh, she didn't say She left us. She so didn't, we she didn't thank her. Yeah, she didn't, yeah, I was like, thanks for everyone sticking around. Like, Daniel's like, I'm out of here. I don't like these guys anymore. I got to go. I can't deal with these fellas. Uh, uh, so, we, we, yes, but we would like to thank her, actually. But, uh, yeah. no, it just stumbled on DeShambo to, like, just rub it, well, here, rub it uh, in here, at the here, end. Here's the thing about the last two weeks. We had to game theory it, right? Yeah. We had to play what he didn't have. So, I ha- it was down to me for either Rory or Justin Thomas. I decided I'm going to go Rory week one. That X'd you out. And then JT ended up having the great week anyway. And then and then Kelly just drives it home with DeShambo um, in a big way. Stumbled upon him. Gil, if DeShambo wins that yesterday, yeah. I more than double up Matt for the season. You almost doubled. You barely, Trust barely me. missed doubling Trust him up me. as is. I wish you doubled me up. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been much, much better for me had you doubled me up. Yeah, if Bryson would have made a few yeah. putts. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's 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 look at the draft. Did I lose this again? What no, happened? I did. You did. That was the big big winner on this oh, one. And if you yeah. tailed Matt Brown's draft picks this week, uh, those were those were big money. Man, you and I have a lot of red. Uh, but you hit Rory top ten, Sam Burns top ten, and Sung J M top Asian. Yes, that market exists. All three at plus money. The big one was Sam Burns top ten. Where did he end up finishing? 
ninth, ninth. I think. Ninth. Solo, yeah. solo nine, I think. I think he was solo nine. Yeah, because he missed out top five, which I think you had, right? Yeah. You didn't have a single Bryson bet, huh, Kelly? You stayed away from Bryson. I had Bryson outright, and that was it. That was it. That was it. I, and, you know, we've, we've been talking about that all season. Matt, I still, I think yesterday, probably a better example than any of that's the way you play them. Yeah. And, and probably, you know, we go back and forth on hedging strategies and what we, you know, it, it usually comes down to a week to week basis for Matt and I and how we hedge if we do have an outright in it. I got a little angry with Bryson, was kind of didn't want to hedge at first. <laughs> but, like, when we talk about how volatile of a golfer he is, he's probably, like, the one guy you should hedge almost every time in that situation because you just never know. What, I well, mean, I, mean, I mean, he put one in the water. I mean, right, exactly. granted, he ended up pushing the hole. But, I mean, like, he should have it. He is he is the he is an outright bet, and then if he puts you in a situation where you can lock in some profit, then that's the way you I play think it, you have and, to, and you yeah. move on from there. But like, yeah, I, I will not play him in these in like derivative markets, things like that. It's not not going to happen. Like that that would have been. I, that's what I said yesterday. I go just where I just where I want to be, Bryson, Bryson leading, heading into. I mean, tied heading into the the back nine. Of a golf tournament, it's like I'll pour myself a whiskey on this roller coaster to hell. Is essentially where I was. At. Like, I mean, it's just basically what it is. I mean, because that was what it's going to be with Bryson for sure. And yeah, I mean the the, the multiple lip outs were the multiple were lip outs where he would like shake the club and the way he speed walked. Is that the correct pronunciation? Oh, or the yeah, correct yeah. conjugation yeah. of that? The way he speed walked to like the next hole, still couldn't believe it. I'm still out on this course. How I I've won this already, and it was just so fascinating to watch him. He only knows one way to play. He does. Did you guys catch the stat? I mean, this was like the like I'm like, please don't. I don't need to hear stats like this. But did you catch the one where they were going up to tee finally on the final playoff hole mm-hmm. before they teed off? They dropped the stat of Bryson for the week. Had 50% one putted, the best best percentage of his season of one putts, and he hadn't done it on the last five holes. And I'm like, oh man, five holes! Like he hits one, hits one of those in, this is over. One well, of those. Well, that's the other part of it. We didn't, but we talked about how Cantlay gained 14 strokes on the greens. It, DeChambeau pushing everything to one side, pushing everything uh, left, I believe it was on the putts, and then. Does he have a little bit of the yips on the chips now? Oh, that for sure. So that I think Paul Azinger sure. said that yesterday, right? So it's that's interesting also. But but we said it off air. We didn't really say it as as much as we're talking about Bryson DeChambeau. Patrick Cantlay, while DeChambeau was, you know, whistling after his drives, speed walking to other holes, talking to Cantlay, saying, Could you stop could you maybe stop walking there, uh, Patrick? Cantlay just sauntered quietly from hole to hole. Wasn't thing. didn't get into a, you know, I can beat you with a drive game with Bryson, just played his game. And, and his comments afterward, I thought really classy about the, like what happened on 14 when he said that, when Bryson said, you know, stop walking, Patrick. And that, you know, like the broadcast went crazy because it's like, this is, you know, you don't call someone out when you know a camera's on you, like maybe give him a look, step away, give him a look. And and Cantley was like, he didn't really make a big deal of it. He was like, listen, they told us to speed it up, speed up play. I was trying to walk, you know, when I didn't think I was going to be in Bryson's eye line, and I was. And Cantley does take forever, though. Okay, and and I was macro. He takes forever. Cantley, especially on the greens. Oh my gosh, him lining up forever is incredible. Yes. Yeah, but if you get those kind of results, can you really knock him for? Well, I know that's the thing, right? It's like it's like okay, he takes twenty minutes to putt, but it goes in every time. So I mean. 
what, who am I? I'm so <laughs> schmuck sitting here talking about this guy that just won a million and a half dollars. But I, I like it. I wonder how much that's the stuff we don't, you know, we're not, we don't know for sure what's going on in the broadcast, but I'm, I, I kept thinking about that. I'm like, Bryson definitely shouldn't have said that when there's a camera right in his face. But I probably would have been pretty pissed, too, if he's Cantlay's taking 20 minutes on every putt. And then we're getting warnings from the tour of speed it up, right? And it's like, well, it's one guy. It ain't me. Why are you coming after me? It's one guy. I, I kind of think that had a lot to do with, it, with, with what happened yesterday. Hmm. Well, you could tell. Again, back to betting here. You can tell that uh, where the passion for what sports to bet is because that 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 emotional roller coaster of that golf tournament yesterday dwarfs everything else we bet on. Oh, period. Oh, gosh. With for the, sure. Again, for me, with the exception and, and of you've tennis. said it, you know, like it has been golf has been incredible. I mean, all this oh, season and then even and last season, we're coming week. back from the COVID. And, like and Kelly, we did a whole thing on it on Friday, but I mean, I. I say it again here on Monday after this and we'll remind you as we head into next golf season I understand we only got one tournament left but man with with the markets that are available at like at DraftKings for example like in the, with the markets that are available in tournament you can you can get off a bad position you can get on a better you got on a good position you can take in information watch around watch two rounds get in and whatever like go like you brought up a great point before you left last week that we have this weird thing of Oh, I missed the the best number, so right. I can't bet it or something. Like Cantlay was way longer than I got him at thirteen to one, but like the stats showed that there was a good chance that this guy was going to continue on what he what he was doing or something. So, getting past that and being able to take advantage of all of these markets to continue to get put up throughout the tournament. I mean, they give you they give you live top fives and top tens and top twenties and stuff. Like, I mean, that's just insanity, and just take advantage of all right. that stuff. I mean, Matt, like that. I mean, to that point, like even pre tournament, the pre tournament price shopping, it is so. Oh, I, I mean, Kokrak, I think, I think it was we saw showed plus one twenty at, at DraftKings and what I had him on a top uh, on a top twenty. I had him at plus two forty. Like we're still talking pre-tournament price shopping when it's like those are. We I feel like we always talk about price shopping and it's like a futures, like a World Series or win the NBA. It's like no top twenties in a golf single golf tournament is still price shopping. Do your homework because yeah. those markets are still new, so new and, yeah. and not heavily hey. bet that you there's so much value. Winner without strokes. John Rahm, six to one in a field of thirty golfers. Try and keep me from betting Ooh. John Rahm at six to one <laughs> in a field of thirty golfers. The guy that's played the best golf of anybody over the last eight months. Like I'm going to be unloading massively on that. Always shop around, find the best number, do that for sure. Uh, we've done all we can for Matt Brown, for Kelly Bidlin, I'm Gil Alexander. We shift over to Circa, where of course Tim Murray and Sean King await on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Enjoy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.